Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, America. Chad Hummel here. Got Freedom. This is the Got Freedom podcast with Chad Hummel on the We the People podcast network. And I'm here with my producer, Austin. Hello. Austin, I was worried that I wouldn't remember your name. It's been so long since I did my podcast. Yeah, I man, it took me a minute to remember the title of it and everything. <laughs> well, it, that's funny you say that because I was, I was going to say, actually, I no problem remembering your name. Um, I was I was worried that I wouldn't remember the name of the podcast as well. <laughs> it's been it's been a minute. Yeah, maybe a minute or two. Yeah. So welcome back to me. This is the uh, the welcome back uh, to the God Freedom Podcast for for all that are involved. Thank you to all my followers who hopefully will be tuning in here. Uh, you'll either tune in now live. That would be great if you're if you're watching now. Thank you for for jumping on. If not, of course, you can watch later on our platforms. You can become a member of the We the People Podcast Network on Facebook. You could also find the Got Freedom Podcast on uh, YouTube. And, and where else can they find the podcast, Austin? If you could help me out, uh, you can find the audio version wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know, uh, I think Spreaker. You know, it works. Gotcha. Sounds good. What's been going on, Austin? Anything exciting? No, you know, I don't think anything exciting has happened since, no. the, la- since the last show. No, nope, no, it's been a very uneventful year for sure. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> happened. You know, there's a there's a gentleman by the name of uh, Jose Pio. Have you ever heard of him? Oh, I you know, I think I have heard of him. Not, you know, nothing, somewhere. Nothing's been going on with him though, right? No, no, there were no <laughs> uh, lewd comments on his show that got blown up on his show. Right? That's the yeah. key. Is that the key? Right. Yes. There, Jose's. You know, he's a he's a pretty straight laced guy, actually. Uh, you know, he opens all of his shows with like a Bible quote, and you know, really. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jose. You know, he's 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 a uh, good for him. You know, pretty straight laced. But his co-hosts, uh, Lavelle, Lavelle Lewis, Lavelle Lewis, uh, who last week hosted Kimberly's show. That's correct. I sat in with. Oh no, I didn't. That was no, no, Tom no. and uh, Tom and Lavelle. Yep. Yep. Uh, Just Tom and Lavelle. You know, he uh, he's a little more... Um, Rough around the edges? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He's a little bit more politically incorrecting. The name right. of the, the name of Jose's <laughs> show is Politically Correcting, correct? Right. right. Gotcha. Every Wednesday at 8 o'clock on the We The People Podcast Network. In fact, Jose uh, reached out to me, I think, yesterday. He sent me a text and uh, and asked me, invited me, uh, to join him and Lavelle, and uh, and who else is on their show? 
Uh, we also got Dan from the streets. Dan from the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Dan really from the streets? I I guess I don't know. You so know, he's the, from he's from Wayne County. <laughs> well, same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing. I, I oh. think I'd rather be from the streets than than be from Wayne County. Yeah, yeah. But, you, I, dig- you, but I digress. You know Dan though. He's he's done some work for you, right? Of uh, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Dan the contractor, not Dan from the streets. I know yes. Dan is Dan the contractor. Yeah, 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 he does good work. Yeah, he does. Dan's done some uh, some good contracting work for us here at the building here at the We the People Podcast Network, and also on a uh, rental property uh, that I own. So um, I'll just I I know that uh, Kimberly on uh, Kimberly's Revolution today. I know she discussed this topic at length, so I'm just going to quickly touch on it. I did have occasion to watch the the six or seven or eight minute clip today. Um, that apparently has got everybody uh, up in arms uh, here in, in, in Rochester over some comments that were made on uh, Jose's show. Jose is a, also a podcaster here, as we just discussed, on the We The People podcast network. And a couple weeks ago on Jose's show, um, apparently there was some banter that went back and forth. Um, and allegedly uh, some of that banter was some pretty lewd sexual innuendo directed at... Um, possibly a member, a, a co-member uh, on city council of Jose's. So so needless to say, uh, there's many people in the community that are always looking to take down a conservative, um, a male conservative, um, and, you know, the party that, that claims that, you know, they're all about protecting minorities and so on and so forth, but yet... Uh, if you have any sort of conservative ideals or any sort of ideals that are, are contrary to their uh, progressive left-wing um, agenda, then they will do anything, say anything to take you down. I've been a target of it myself from some of these individuals that I'm referring to. Um, my partners here um, in my businesses have been uh, targets of it as well. We've had to hire lawyers to fight back. We've successfully fought back. Um, so you know, I, I wish Jose the best. I wish uh, Lavelle the best and, and and Dan from the streets the best. But, um, you know, they are going to take some heat for this. There's no question. When you do speak um, your own truth, as Jose likes to say, when you speak your own mind, um, there are people out there that, you know, quite frankly, don't think that you should have the right to do that if it does not comport with their agenda. And they will take any and all approach uh, to bring you down. So with that said, um, wow, there are some major, major um, earth-shattering decisions that have come out of the Supreme Court of the United States over the past couple weeks, over the past week, really. Um, and they've touched on, on, on everything, right? They've touched on the most hot-button, um, debatable issues in America, American politics, uh, American social lives, um, you know, in the past, what, five decades, let's say, six, seven decades, uh, we're talking Roe v. Wade. So we're talking abortion. 1973, Roe v. Wade um, was handed down by the Supreme Court. So for approximately 50 years, uh, Americans have been at each other's throats. Uh, Austin pointed out uh, before the show when we were having this discussion that, uh, correctly, I, I believe, that you know, the abortion issue has been largely split right down the middle, right? 50-50, 51-49 uh, for 50 years. So so basically, you know, look to your left and the person standing to your left uh, thinks the exact opposite that you do 
uh, on the abortion issue. So that battle has been raging, has been brewing in America for 50 years. The Second Amendment, right? New York State's uh, conceal carry laws were thrown out, struck down, thank God, by the Supreme Court last week. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States, that is. Um, and, right, I mean, the Second Amendment. What what has been more of a hot uh, hot button issue in American politics for the past several decades, right? As the Democrats have constantly clamored for gun control every time there is a so-called mass shooting, right? Every time uh, a school gets shot up, which is, you know, maybe once a year, uh, all we hear from the left is we need to, you know, put more restrictions on guns. We need to ban assault rifles, even though they couldn't tell you an assault rifle from a tennis racket, but they want to ban assault rifles. And, um, which are effectively uh, illegal and unconstitutional limitations on your Second Amendment right. And one of those illegal and unconstitutional limitations that New York State has been waving around for the past several years was struck down uh, this past week uh, by the Supreme Court of the United States. So, so Roe v. Wade overturned uh, illegal and unconstitutional Second Amendment regulations here in New York State overturned. And then the latest decision that came out of the Supreme Court uh, deals with the First Amendment and religious liberty, I guess is kind of the, the, the phrase that everybody's throwing around right now. And that was uh, pertaining to a case, I believe it was out of the state of Washington, Austin? Uh, I think to so. Know? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. it was the state of Washington. And it involved, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't read the I don't want to get too technical here, but there's something called the state court record. So if you really want to know what the facts of the underlying case are, you're going to have to do some some real digging, some real research. It's going to take more than Google. It's going to take more than just reading uh, competing articles uh, online, which is all I have done so far, to be honest with you. But when you read competing articles online, you hear somebody's political version, somebody's bent so to speak, uh, on what the underlying facts are. But you're going to need to go and dig in and read what was in the state court record uh, in order to to fully understand and know what you're talking about on this issue. Uh, but with that said, wh- what, I, what I've done in this particular case, and you know what I'll do often, you've heard me talk about it, is I'll take the other side, you know, the side that I don't agree with. I'll take their version of the facts first and foremost and see if I can um, still make my argument, even with their version of the facts. And, you know, once again, that, and that's often the case. If, if you're on the right side of the issue, the other side's version of the facts won't, you know, quite frankly matter because they'll either be wrong or they'll be distorted. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at an article that I'll get into here momentarily. I'm looking at an article online. Um, I think it was out of, uh, either NPR or a site called VOX.com. Um, but I, I printed a couple articles uh, where they're, they're claiming the version of facts uh, to be different than that which Neil Gorsuch, Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, laid out in the majority's opinion. Now, would I be naive uh, to claim that a judge, you know, may play a little fast and loose with the facts in a court decision? Um, you know, I've been involved in litigation for 20 years as an attorney myself, and I've done appellate court work. So um, I know that there are so-called different versions of the facts. Um, But 
I kind of find it hard to believe that in such a seminal, monumental decision um, out of the Supreme Court of the United States on such a large issue like the First Amendment, the First Amendment, right, that Neil Gorsuch, the Supreme Court justice who wrote the majority opinion, would distort the facts. Um, but that's what the that's what the left is claiming. That's what these news articles are claiming. They're they're putting out a set of facts uh, that appear to be largely or uh, or uniquely different than the facts that that the majority wrote its decision on. But in any event, make no mistake. I'll take those version of facts. I'll, I'll explain to you what they are in, in a little bit here. I'll take those version of version of the facts and show you that uh, it, that it still doesn't matter and that the decision uh, was still correct. The decision, of course, that um, declared that the coaches firing and um, the the school district's actions against him in directing him not to pray while on public property at a public school district was considered illegal and unconstitutional. All right, so, Austin, how are we doing so far? We hanging in there? Hanging in there? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. You know, getting, already getting in the weeds, I think. Are we getting in the weeds already? Oh, we're oh we're all up in those weeds. You know, it is summertime again. Yeah, yeah. It might be time to get back in the weeds, you know. And that, I, you know, I am pretty soon because that spot over there, um, I cut all that down probably a year ago, right around now, and it's all overgrown again. That that's our uh, that's our fence line, so to speak. Our green our green fence line with our neighbor next to our building, and uh, there's a few weed trees growing there. So we got to get in there and get into the weeds again and cut all those down. But in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll have no problem getting into the weeds here on the the We the People podcast network on the God Freedom podcast. Thank you, uh, of course, to everybody who's watching right now and listening, and for those of you that are joining later and listening. Thank you uh, for jumping on. So. All right. Well, let's get into. Um, let me. Well, let me start with this, Austin. Um, speaking of getting into the weeds, you know, I've I've done a lot of uh, you know back and forth on social media on these issues over the past week with people, and there's been a lot of debates, a lot of arguments, a lot of discussions, and the one thing, the baseline, one fundamental thing. Uh, that seems to be most troubling in having these discussions uh, and arguments, I guess, uh, with other individuals when we're talking about the First Amendment and the Second Amendment and we're talking about Roe v. Wade is that, quite frankly, people uh, in America, and it's probably, unfortunately, the vast majority, um, and you know, we're talking about grown adults here, for the most part, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm debating uh, teenagers on Facebook. And in, in fact, most of the people that I've had these debates with, I know them personally. Uh, one individual in particular, um, and, and I'm certainly not going to call anyone out by name, but one individual in particular uh, is an attorney, uh, an attorney of 20 years, and I'm, I'm sometimes shocked at the level of ignorance when it comes to basic civics, basic, fundamental, constitutional rights, the Bill of Rights, and, and people's lack of understanding of what the Bill of Rights are. So I want to first start by kind of 
you know, glossing over that topic because that's going to kind of control where we go with with these discussions on the First Amendment in the religious liberty case with the coach, the Second Amendment here in New York State, and uh, and Roe v. Wade. And you know, we don't have the time, you know, here this afternoon tonight to do a complete deep dive into all three of these Supreme Court decisions. But um, I think if we spend a little bit of time discussing the Bill of Rights and the Constitution generally. Um, you know, the way it's supposed to work is those basic fundamental principles that are laid out in the Bill of Rights, they make it easy to come to a conclusion on whether or not New York State can constrict or restrict your right to concealed carry, or whether or not um, it is okay for a doctor to take forceps to a baby as it's being born and kill it, or whether or not a coach um, of a football team in the state of Washington has the religious freedom to take a knee and pray in America in 2022, right? So what people need to understand is this, and, and I'll, I'll try to draw a quick analogy that, that most people are familiar with. Everyone's familiar with the concept of you're innocent until proven guilty, right? And, you know, that's kind of the, the loose way to, to, to discuss the legal burden in a criminal case. The legal burden in a criminal case is the prosecution or the people have to prove that the defendant is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. The defendant doesn't have to prove anything. The defendant, of course, has the right to remain silent, meaning that they can go to court, sit in the courtroom throughout the trial, throughout all the proceedings, and literally never say a word uh, other than, you know, yes, your honor, no, your honor. But... A defendant in a criminal case who's charged with a crime, let's say a murder, uh, doesn't have to prove anything, right? It's up to the prosecution and the prosecution's witness and their evidence in order to prove that that person's guilty. And the Bill of Rights, which are essentially the first 10 amendments to the United States Constitution, kind of have that same flavor. In other words, these are affirmative rights that are granted to you and me right? As citizens of the United States of America, these are our Bill of Rights. These aren't things that are that we have permission to do. These are our rights. We have the right to do them. These are individual liberties that are guaranteed to us by the Bill of Rights. We don't have to do anything to prove that we're entitled to free speech under the First Amendment or to pray under the First Amendment. We don't have to do anything to prove that we have the right to bear firearms, whether it be a pea shooter, a musket, or an AR-15, right? We don't have to prove anything in order to guarantee that right. That right was already guaranteed to us by, um, by the Bill of Rights in the Second Amendment. And then the same principles apply all the way throughout the Bill of Rights, all right? And, and I'll just read something to you. The United States Bill of Rights comprises the first 10 amendments to the United States Constitution. Proposed following the often bitter 19, oh, I'm sorry, 1787 to 1788 debate over the ratification of the Constitution and written to address the objections raised by anti-federalists. The Bill of Rights amendments add to the Constitution specific guarantees of personal freedoms and rights clear limitations on the government's power, all right? That's key. The Bill of Rights are, first and foremost, yours and mine, our guaranteed personal liberties, 
can't be taken away. Guaranteed. What does guaranteed mean? Austin, what does guaranteed mean? It, you know, without question. Yeah. Without question. It's guaranteed, right? Yeah. So guaranteed rights. And they are clear limitations on the government's power. I mean, that speaks for itself. Your right to keep and bear arms is a clear limitation on the government's power. Your right to keep and bear arms is your civil liberty, right? Just like um, African-Americans fought for the right to dine at the same restaurants that white people did throughout the 50s and 60s, you know, well past slavery, right? Well after slavery was abolished, um, African-Americans in the United States still had a, a, a battle on their hands, right? They still had to win lots of hearts and minds in this country, and thank God that they eventually did. But, um, you know, those rights were guaranteed to them primarily by the 13th Amendment, we'll get into that in a minute, of the Constitution, and now they don't have to fight for those rights anymore. They can't be restricted. They can't be limited. Those are the same civil liberties that are guaranteed in Amendments 1 through 10, right? The 13th, the 13th Amendment just came a little bit later, right? But they're all the same. They all come with the same overriding powers and principles, and that is, is that they are guaranteed without government restriction, rights and liberties that you and I have here as citizens of the United States of America. We don't have majority rule, right? We don't have a democracy. We have what's called a constitutional republic. We have a constitution, which includes the Bill of Rights, which includes all of the amendments thereafter, that affords all of us as citizens of the United States, whether we're in the, um, the popular majority whether we're in the popular minority, whether we're in neither, it guarantees that. See, that's the beauty of it, right? Isn't that, isn't that the beauty of the United States Constitution and our system of governance is that we have a document in place that affords each and every one of us, without regard to popular opinion, the same rights, right? We all have the right to exercise freedom of religion. We all have the right to protect ourselves with a firearm. We all have the right um, to refuse to, quarter to soldiers during peacetime. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to try to stay off of that one, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? We I, had to, I like that I can refuse to have a soldier slumber party, okay? <laughs> Luckily, we haven't had to deal with that one in a while, but you never know, right? Right. Hey, we, you we know what? That's Kathy. why we got to bring it up sometimes. If you forget about it, that's when they'll take it away. Exactly. We do have Kathy Hochul running hard um, in lane, uh, probably she's probably in lane one right now, unfortunately in the governor's race here in New York state. So, so yeah, so that's a point well taken, Austin point well taken. So the bill of rights folks, I mean, it, it's really plain and simple. You, you do have to understand that the bill of rights, um, is without, it's without prejudice, right? Each and every one of us, and I know this sounds cliche, and I know you're not watching and listening anyway, but all of you radical lunatics on the left, um, you know, you're guaranteed and afforded these same rights. So why do you spend so much time arguing against them? You know, I posted something on my own Facebook, not that I'm here to, to tout my own Facebook, but... Um, Let's see, I printed it off here. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. I don't know if I had sent it to you or not, Austin. But um, let's see. 
this is what I posted yesterday. Imagine an American sect so angry and disillusioned by politics that they are arguing against their own First Amendment right to free exercise of religion, arguing that killing a baby is a human right and that they shouldn't have the unobstructed right to defend themselves under the Second Amendment. It's truly bizarre. And, you know, that's... Obviously, I agree with that. I wrote it, right? Um, that that seems to, to hit the nail on the head, people. I, I don't understand why people in America, for purely for political reasons, they're so brainwashed, they're so indoctrinated, they're so disillusioned, I guess, by society. It's, it's actually closer to the top if you're, you're scrolling the wrong way. Um, keep going. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is. That's in any event. So I just got to turn my camera back on here. Um, when you when you argue against the decision that was handed down by the Supreme Court in that coach's uh, prayer case, as I guess I'll call it, when you when you argue that that was wrong, I hope you recognize. I hope you can self reflect. When you're not arguing and you're not debating and you put you put all of your illogical passion aside uh, uh, and, and your political beliefs aside and your anger about you know the color of skin of the Supreme Court justices that that wrote that decision and and their gender if there is such a thing as a gender anymore in the United States but when you put all that aside doesn't it occur to you that the decision affords you the same rights? Is there affording that coach? You don't. You don't get that. You don't understand that. You don't understand that what that decision does is it protects the most vulnerable people in America, right? So when what's her name, the the senator out of Minnesota or the congresswoman or congressperson or whatever her preferred pronouns are, I think it's Elon Omar. Did I send you her tweet, Austin? Yeah, there she yeah, is. Yeah, there she is. Let's see, did I print that for myself? It's always hard to, to pick that up on the screen. But no, I don't think I printed that out. Can, are, can you scroll in or uh, zoom in on that for me? So what, is, what did she say? I take my glasses off here. Um, she says, the Supreme Court just ruled that public teachers can pressure students to join in prayer at public school events but can also retaliate against those that don't join in. Did, is that what the Supreme Court ruled? I mean, really? Really, Elon Omar? Well, is that what he did? Is that what who did? The coach. Because well, if that's what the coach did, then, then, then yeah. I guess that's what they did. Well, if the if, what's pressure? Did, did, the coach, um, did the coach force kids to pray? I don't know. Did he? I I don't know enough details about the case to know that. Yeah. Um, Well, and that, that's a good point. That goes back to what I was saying a little while ago. And that is, is that I I do find it hard to believe that the majority opinion um, rewrote the facts of the case, because by the time you get to the Supreme court of the United States, the facts are set. Literally Uh, the Supreme court as a matter of law, has no authority under the law of the United States of America to so-called even make an interpretation of the facts, 
let alone change the facts, right? I mean, it's obvious that they can't change the facts, but they're not even allowed um, to reinterpret the facts, so to speak. The facts are as they were found by the lower court. So it's called a record. The, the facts are in the record, and the Supreme Court's job is to simply review that record and apply the law to whatever facts are presented to them. So by the time a case were to get to the Supreme Court of the United States, the facts are literally not in dispute anymore. So what's going on right now in the media and what's going on when, um, and again, I don't even know if she's a senator or a congressperson, but whatever the hell she is, you know, the facts have been settled. So it's just, but the point I wanted to make is this. Look at that picture. Do you think she's wearing that scarf because she's cold? I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know it is pretty cold. It can get pretty cold in Minnesota. It's got like a bluish background. You know, it could be chilly. <laughs> that, that, that's where you're going to go with that? <laughs> There's a blue background hey, there for it's chilly. Look, look, that's a know, good try. You, you know me. I like playing uh, devil's advocate. You know? Well, you know, it's easy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so she's not wearing that scarf on her head. And I, and I honestly mean this with all due respect. She's wearing that scarf on her head, presumably because that's a religious symbol. Yeah. Or a religious orthodoxy or right. a religious requirement for her to do that. Yeah. So for a Muslim woman to have become a representative in the United States Congress mm -hmm. and to have her picture publicly posted in all of her religious orthodoxy to be at the same time claiming that the Supreme Court of the United States is somehow trampling on religious freedom. I don't know. It just smacks of so much hypocrisy and irony. So, what, do you, what do you think? So I guess, you know, let's uh, devil's advocate it up. Uh, in this particular decision, let's, let's take uh, like the opposite. What if, what if it was uh, a Muslim coach? Leading an Islamic prayer at the end of uh, at the games. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. You, you, you must have cheated and read my notes because <laughs> I was, as I was mentioning a few minutes ago, I've had many of these discussions on social media over the past week. And that is the question that people have posed most often to me is, okay. oh, yeah, but if this was a Muslim coach and he brought it, somebody used the example of, and he brought a prayer rug to the 50-yard line, this never would have gone to court. And, of course, my, my first reaction to that was easy. Of course it wouldn't have gone to court. If, in my opinion, if this was a Muslim coach with a prayer rug at the 50-yard line, this definitely would have never gone to court. But not for the reasons you're thinking. The reason why it wouldn't have gone to court is because the school district never in a million years oh, would have fired him, would have challenged, right? Yeah. I mean, let's think about this for a minute. <laughs> and again, see, to me, that's where there's this whole twisted irony of you got Ilan Omar with her, you know, and again, and all of her religious orthodoxy here on the screen claiming that, you know, America is some sort of dirty, nasty, anti-religious freedom type of place. And we all know damn well, if we're being honest, that if this was a Muslim with a prayer rug, it never would have been a problem. They, In fact, they would have probably, the district probably would have felt the exact opposite pressures. The district would have felt the pressure 
to find some accommodation that even the coach wasn't looking for, right? Sure. But nonetheless, nonetheless, let's take let's take that premise and 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 go the other way with it and see where it leads us. Okay. Um. It would have been the same outcome, right? Let's say that administration went to that Muslim coach and said, "Hey, Muslim coach." Get you, get you and your prayer rug out of here, okay? This is a public school. There's no room for religion. There's no room for prayer. Get the hell out. He would have hired a lawyer. Actually, you know what? Here's the thing. He wouldn't have had to have hired a lawyer. This guy, this white guy, this white Christian male in Washington presumably had to hire his own lawyer, right? The ACLU would have sent 4,000 lawyers. They would have descended on Washington, Um <laughs> BLM would have burned the city down and they would have had to rebuild it. They would have had to rebuild the courthouse after BLM burnt it down. Antifa would have been there. They would have burned everything down. They would have robbed all the stores. They would have blocked all the highways. All right. And then after all that was done and over with, then it would have gone to court and all the ACLU lawyers would have been there. The Southern Poverty Law Center would have been there. Every, you know, left-wing political and legal organization, the, um, the NAACP, the ACLU, the Southern Poverty Law Center, they all would have been there and they would have fought tooth and nail, rightfully so, for that coach's rights and the Supreme Court would have made the same damn ruling. They really would have. And I believe that. Now, can I prove that? No, but I do believe that. But it doesn't matter what I believe. As an attorney, though, I do know that that would have had to have been the correct ruling because, as I explained, the Bill of Rights is a real simple concept. You're a citizen of the United States. Each Bill of Rights is plain, black and white, unambiguous, and it's your civil liberty, it's my civil liberty, to be imposed, right, so to speak, and not to be restricted, quite frankly, at all, unless you're har literally harming somebody else, not to be restricted at all by the government. So it's really a simple decision. Yes, it's got to go through the court process, and it took years. I guess this case has been going on for six years. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know that. The case out of Washington. Yeah, it, it's progressed for six years. So this guy's been out of work, well, at least out of that particular job, for six years. Um, and, you know, hopefully his attorney, you know, did it for nothing, so to speak. But, um, you know, you're talking a couple million dollars in legal fees there. Oh, sure. For that attorney and his staff uh, to take that case from its inception all the way up to the, the Supreme Court. So just to wrap up that point, or, or I guess to kind of pile on, Muslim coach, prayer rug should be the exact same result. Do I believe it ever would have gotten to court in the first place? Absolutely not. That's the travesty. That's a different travesty, in my opinion, where we're at politically here in the United States in 2022. But had it gone to court, it absolutely could have, should have, and in my opinion, would have turned out uh, precisely the same. Uh, except maybe it, it would have been different justices uh, on, on the opposite sides of the opinion and you know different politicians making bold, brash, and ridiculous comments on Twitter like we see here from Elon Omar. I do I, I I do think it might have been a little more complicated than you than your scenario. Just I feel like cuz So in if, what regard? If, if well, it could have been. So if we take the uh the narrative that some people are pushing about the pressuring to join in the prayer. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if then there was, you know, the prayer rug, you know, uh, Islamic prayer yep. and pressuring kids to join in, then there would have been parental pushback against that, I think. Oh. Which would have added a whole new little certainly layer into that. Certainly. I, and I agree. If If this coach is pressuring kids to pray, yeah. either directly or indirectly, and, we, and this is something that you and I spoke about off air, and, and I think we both agreed, that could possibly fall into what we referred to as a fireball offense. Right. Maybe it violates his contract as a coach and as a teacher, or maybe it just kind of blurs the lines on what he should or shouldn't be doing um, as far as, quite frankly, indoctrinating other kids. Sure. Like, what is, I mean, what's his job as a coach? It's not to, you know, push his religion. Sure. It's not to instill, you know, what his personal morals and values are. Sure. Although, look, I got to say, and, you know, I played uh, football, right? That's that's what he is. He's a football coach. So, you know, I know what it's like to be in those circles. Let's pull up um, that one picture I sent you where the team is, uh, you know, in the circle at the 50-yard line and apparently involved in prayer. And let me grab that. I have it here in my notes as well. So this was one of the articles um, – that of course didn't like the decision and above that photograph it states the headline the bold headline coach kennedy engaged in very public prayer it's extra Ooh. public <laughs> extra very like what so what's the, what the hell is their point you know what? this is the problem is when a when a newspaper publishes a newspaper an internet article and I almost don't even want to give credence to it because I know they're just trying to do clickbait and sell, you know, subscriptions and crap like that. So I'm going to take the bait here, unfortunately. But when they post a headline like that, Coach Kennedy engaged in very public prayer, they they make the very argument that I'm talking about. That's mm -hmm. exactly what Coach Kennedy is afforded the constitutional right to do. That's exactly what... The Establishment Clause in the First Amendment gives him the full and unequivocal and unqualified right to do, and that is Congress shall make no law with respect to the establishment of religion, um, nor shall, and I'm paraphrasing, restrict the free exercise thereof. So if Congress cannot restrict your free exercise to religion, certainly a school district can't, right? Congress is a little bit more important, has a little bit more power than a school district than a board of education in the state of Washington. So if Congress can't restrict your personal religious freedoms to pray in public, certainly the Bremerton school district in this picture can't do it. So for the article to lead off with coach Kennedy engaged in very public prayer as if that's wrong. I mean, it's, it's, it's just laughable. It really is. It's, it's disingenuous. You've, you've heard me use this phrase a lot. It's intellectually dishonest. And then it goes on. In the real case that was actually before the Supreme Court, Coach Kennedy, and of course this is according to the article, Coach Kennedy incorporated, quote, motivational prayers into his coaching. Hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because they, they put motivational in quotes and they leave prayers out of quotes. Yeah. So so was he not praying and just simply giving motivational speeches like coaches do? I coached little league baseball for 10 years. Well, if we I gave motivational speeches all the time that never worked. If we take this at its on its face, then 
the prayers are not in the question. The question are whether the prayers are motivational. That's what I assume the quotes are implying. Right. Well, you're either praying or you're giving a motivational speech. You can't do both? You could. I think that's the the implication, right? What's the article trying to claim that was being done here, though? You think it's both? I think the the article, I I you know, I don't know. I'm again just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, uh, is saying like, ah, oh, you know, God wants you to do well, so you got to do well, or whatever. I don't know. Sure. What is a motivational prayer? You and know, then it goes it goes on to, to be say, better. Eventually, these prayers matured into public. Again, public, right? As if that's illegal. Uh, public after game sessions. They're making the argument for why his conduct was not illegal. Public after game sessions. All right? Where both Kennedy's players and players on the other team would kneel around Kennedy. Notice that they don't say, and they would, of course, if it was true, because it would have helped their cause. Notice how they don't say that any of these players were obligated to, they were required to, they were sent an email or a memo that they should attend. It just simply says what was probably the truth, and that is is that the players voluntarily and freely joined the coach. Do you see anyone in that picture in handcuffs? Do you see any of the players tied up? Do you see a fence around them? No, I see a bunch of kids that appear to be voluntarily on their knee, except for number 30, he's standing. He must be, his name must be Colin Kaepernick. He's doing the opposite of everyone else. Um, so you see all these players taking a knee. Well, you know, can I just say right there? Go for you it. You see how you just ridiculed the one guy who wasn't uh, participating? <laughs> He's participating. He's probably got a bum knee. Look, he doesn't have shoulder pads on. He got injured. He was I, running I, the quick slant when he was supposed to be running the quick out. All I'm saying is you injured. immediately honed in on the one kid who wasn't doing what everyone else was doing. That's because he's got. And that's his hat. you know. That's what causes the pressure. That's right that's there. because he's got his hat on backwards. <laughs> so they kneel around Kennedy, the coach, as he held up helmets from both teams and led students in prayer, and again held up helmets as if that's wrong. What what is holding up? Again, I played football. Holding up your helmet was something that we did in many different instances, in many different settings, for many different reasons. How is holding up a helmet? You know, I'll be honest with you. If anything, holding up a helmet is contrary to prayer, right? I don't think God gives two shits about what team you play for in that football game. I don't think God, you know, in the Ten Commandments, told us that we should be worshiping football helmets. I think he, I think the Ten Commandments uh, dictate the exact opposite. So I don't want to get off get off on a tangent here as to whether or not this this prayer session is actually prayer or sacrilege. Oh, okay. So but, so he's just he's bad at praying. He probably should have been, you know. You're right, he probably should have been fired for being bad at praying. That's an yeah. excellent point. Exactly. And on, right. and on that point I think we'll we'll move on. Oh, I did want to say one other thing about this first amendment issue. Um one of the other absolutely absurd and ridiculous arguments that that people are making on social media um for why in defense, right? Because apparently half of America, again, can't recognize that their rights are being protected by this decision. And they're actually arguing against their own personal liberties, right? They're actually arguing that the Supreme Court should restrict their personal religious liberties. It's, it's, it's quite bizarre. And, and, one, and, and they go so far as to defend that premise by arguing that the reason why the decision was wrong is because it's a public school... And the coach is on the, quote, public 
dime. And the stadium is, quote, the public dime. Oh, I just love that absolutely ridiculous argument. I just love it. I just love such an intellectually weak argument, such as it's on the public dime. Oh, okay, so so because that stadium was bought and paid for by the taxpayers who, mm, I don't know, maybe 99% of them actually believe in God and pray, um, but because the public was forced to buy that stadium, many of them probably voted against the referendum to build that stadium, but because the public uh, paid for that stadium, that somehow the First Amendment doesn't apply. Well, I'm just going to start by reading the First Amendment to see if it says that anywhere in there. Um, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I didn't read anything in there about uh, the public dime. Um, I didn't read anything in there about school districts um, can make laws that prevent somebody from praying um, in a public space. It simply says Congress shall make no law with respect to establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So my question then to those individuals that want to make this about the public dime, does that mean it's illegal to pray at a library? Does that mean it's illegal to pray on a sidewalk? Does that mean it's illegal to pray at your local public park? Yeah, see, I don't know. I think I think where, where the, am I allowed to pray, Austin? The, the I think the crux of this issue Under if, the it was, if it was just the coach praying, this would have never been an issue. Ah, uh, this but see, this is it's, where it's the the idea that he's pressuring the the students. That's if he was right. Uh, well, that's that's right. the I think the whole. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. The whole basis for this. In order to guarantee sort of my return for two weeks in a row here on the God Freedom Podcast, I am going to dig into the record. I'm going to find the, the factual record in this case, and we're going to get to the bottom of that, and we'll discuss that um, at length next week. We'll, we'll get right down and dirty on that issue. I'll look into it, too. One, one of the arguments, though, along those lines, though, that people are making on the facts of this case is that the players got involved. Some people are arguing... Mm-hmm that the mere fact that the players were involved is proof uh, that this act by the coach is illegal. And again, I just I just look at it as the exact opposite. Wasn't if the, there, if wasn't the players there, are getting involved, they're doing it because they agree and they have the same rights under the First Amendment that the coach does, and they have the same rights under the First Amendment that you and I have, and Congress is restricted the same way. And certainly, like we said, if Congress is restricted, obviously the board is restricted, so the Board of Education, if well, Congress can make no law, how the hell can the Board of Education make a law? I, wasn't there a Supreme Court case about prayer in school? I I can't recall which one it was. Well, yeah, 1971 head. is the case that this overturned, you know, kind of a la Roe v. Wade getting overturned. This uh, this overturned a 1971 case. Okay. I think the name of that case was Lemon, L-E-M. Oh, yes. That, okay. O-N. Okay, so this overturned that. This oh, overturned that. So this yes. could open up a whole bunch of like prayer in school type things. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> I'm pun, not about it. Pun intended. Look, it, just to be clear, and I said we'd move on, and we, you know, like I said, these are these are deep dive topics, and you know, obviously, you knew I was lying when I said I wouldn't do a deep dive because I I just can't help myself. But um, 
I was just looking for my phone here to check the time. Yeah, see, it's already 10 to 5. Um, but uh, here's my take. While, it, while to me it's plain and unambiguous in the First Amendment that, that the only thing that is limited um, is, well, the only thing that can be limited, I should say, when it comes to public prayer is Congress making a law. In other words, the First Amendment, just like all the, the Bill of Rights, they are affirmative liberties granted to you and I. They are restrictions on the government. Um, they cannot, the First Amendment cannot ever be used as a weapon against an individual. It can only be used to restrict the government. So as long as Congress, literally, you have to take the, the, the First Amendment on its face and, and read it literally. And as long as Congress is not making a law that establishes what religion you have to practice, and as long as Congress is not making a law that restricts your religious freedom, then there's nothing illegal about anything else that's done out there. So hold on. So are you saying a school could do those things? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. That, that to me is where we first have to put into a box what I just said and, and then and, and agree that that's the truth, okay? So we first have to agree that that's the truth. Then we can move on to what the next topic could possibly be wrestled. And the next topic to be wrestled would be that. Right. And, that and that's a deep dive in and of itself. So now the question would become what can uh, happen in a public school? What should happen, right? Because sometimes what can happen, what's lawful to happen, isn't necessarily what should happen. Yeah. Look what's going on right now in schools. Right now in my kids' schools, they've raised the gay pride flag next to the American flag. They have posters all over the school celebrating gay pride. I went to the Hall of Justice today. There's gay pride banners everywhere. And they're not just gay pride, let's face it. There's now 17 other letters attached to it. It's transgenderism. It's cisgender. It's this gender. It's that gender. It's her pronoun, his pronoun. You know, it's everything right? Everybody's got to get offended now. If you're not offended, then you're not part of society. You, you, you must declare your grievance, right? I think that was Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh was famous for that. He used to say, unless you have a grievance in America, unless you're stating a grievance, then you're not going to be part of the country. You need to have a grievance. You need to get on board with what your grievance is, right? So, and, and, and maybe because that's lawful doesn't make it right. All right. I, you know, I, I don't know specifically what law there is um, that prevents the, the, the perverts at the school districts from teaching three, you know, third graders and fourth graders uh, that they should consider transgendering. I don't know what law there is against that. There probably is a law, but, um, you know, I don't necessarily read into it in the First Amendment. But, but yeah, that would be the next logical discussion, Austin. And that is, is that what can happen in school? Can a, can a, a teacher publicly pray um, to to start a class. Should they? Should a teacher publicly pray to start a class? Um, you know, no. Now you get now it gets tricky when you talk about that Christian teacher versus the Muslim teacher. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's going to be some. Oh boy, there's going to be some right. butthurt. If, going if, on, if you right? don't, well, if do, would you like a, a a Muslim teacher leading a a, a rug prayer? In your child's class, I just I just said there's going to be a lot of butt hurt going on, right? Right. If that if that type of stuff starts happening, right. I, and I think I, I but I think if it can't go one way, then it can't go the other way, and you just got to get rid of it all. But here's the thing, and again, it's a deep dive, but I do think there's a distinction to be drawn here. I don't quite frankly know what it is just yet, but there's a distinction to be drawn between is that Congress making a law 
or is that just simply a bunch of parents who might get together and say, you know what, you might have the right to pray under the First Amendment in my mm -hmm. kid's classroom, but 99% of these kids in this classroom are Christian, and therefore, do we really need a Muslim lead in a prayer group? Or it could go you the other way. pulling out it this 99% the... number. No, no, no. That it seems could... a little high. Well, because it's easy to say 99%. Oh. Or it could be the opposite, right? You could be in a school where 99% of the kids are Muslim and the teacher's Christian. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, all of a sudden, the shoe's always going to be on the other foot. And the I, shoe can always I, be I, on the other foot, Austin. I think you do know that, right? And, and, and I agree. But I also think it, I don't know that the shoe is ever at like ninety nine percent of any foot. You know, that's that's why that's why it's always so. You know. Well, you know what they say about somebody whose foot's ninety nine percent, right? I don't either. <laughs> I don't want to say. I know we'll end up on like the Loonsbury show. Oh yeah, we'll oh, city boy. council. Come we after we the people us. podcast network will just Man. really we, make the circuit this week. I, look, I I've been in all the trouble that Jose's in. I don't want to be in that that kind of trouble anymore. Actually, I do. That's why I'm still here. That's why I came back today. I came back today because I was like, you know what? If Jose's going to get in trouble, I better get out. I better get back in front of the camera and say something violent, offensive that's going to get me in trouble again. I don't I don't want Jose to to be out there flapping in the breeze all by himself. All right, so we really kind of beat that topic to death. Um, so all up in the weeds. Yeah, you know I'm not going to get into into Roe v. Wade today. It's just it's quite frankly too much. But we do have I don't know maybe about 10, 10 more minutes or so, maybe fifteen if I really get on a good rant. Um, so let's touch on the Second Amendment. But I want to I want to do a little bit of a of a twist on it here because look the the progressive liberals right now in America and by progressive liberals I mean people like Kathy Hochul, uh, Ilan Omar, um, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Morelli, these people are AOC, <clears throat> excuse me, AOC. These people are so beside themselves right now, they don't know what to do. They don't know what ends up, right? The, the United States Supreme Court has just told them to go eat shit on all of their babies, right? Their babies, no pun intended, but actually pun intended, their babies have been Roe v. Wade killing babies for 50 years. Their baby, their other baby has been restricting gun rights, Americans' gun rights, um, and telling white Christian males that they're not, not, not allowed to pray in public. Right, those are three of their babies that they've been cradling for the last several decades, and all three, all three have been shot down in the past two weeks. So they're beside themselves right now. So what do they do? Do they take a knee? Nope. Do they honor and respect the Supreme Court? Nope. What do they do? Uh, well, in New York State, Kathy Hochul immediately unelected. Keep in mind, and ironically, today is the New York primary, the Republican primary today in New York. Um, the four candidates for uh, the Republican Party. So we're going to find out today who's going to run against um, Kathy Hochul. It's either going to be it's either going to be Rob Astorino, um, Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, and the fourth guy probably won't win because I can't remember his name. Does anyone remember who the fourth guy is? Just Tom sitting in the room. Tom, do you know who the fourth guy is? You, Tom didn't remember the he's, first. He's not listening. He didn't even know who the first three were. So, all right, never, thanks for your help, just Tom, as usual. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter because I don't really give a shit about the Republican Party in New York State or any other state. Um, 
I just think that no matter what party you're in, you should buy more of that. Um, and here at the God Freedom Podcast, we do love the Redskins. How many people can we offend here? Um, we do have an American flag behind us on the wall. We have this pen. I will be the greatest president that God ever created. We have our Let's Go Brandon uh, candy hearts from Valentine's Day. So we have lots of things in the room here to offend uh, the progressives. So anyway, what was I talking about, Austin? The Second Amendment or something? Yeah, they you know, concealed carry people? and all that. Yeah, concealed carry. Thank you for trying to get me back on track. So what did I send you? I sent you something on concealed carry, didn't I? I got a video from... Uh, all right, let's play it. Yeah, here we go. I'm, I'm such a good podcast host, I haven't even watched this video yet. So all let's right. roll. Yeah, here we do. New York State is firing back. New limits on carrying concealed handguns could come... Stop as there. Soon as this week. I, and I'm being honest, I hadn't watched that video yet. He, the, the opening line is exactly what I was just getting at, and that is is that the Supreme Court just made a ruling, right? They yep. literally overturned New York State's law on banning concealed carry. And well, let me be clear. New York State didn't ban concealed carry. What New York State did was they placed an extra burden, right? We, we talked about the Bill of Rights. It's black and white, Second Amendment, your constitutional right without restriction from the government, yet New York State says in order to carry a firearm, a handgun that is, out in public, concealed, right, in your in your waistband, as you just saw that gentleman in the video clip there, in order to do that, you have to bow down and kiss somebody's ass at the Supreme Court in, in New York and convince them why you should have the right to do that as opposed to, uh, oh, by the way, the Second Amendment already gave me that right, okay? Why do I have to ask you for permission for something that's a right? It's either a right or it's a permission. And the Second Amendment is not a permission, it's a right. So what does New York immediately do when the Supreme Court tells them that your law was illegal and unconstitutional? They say, screw you, and they go right back at it. Oh, we're going we're gonna to come in with some new restriction. So let's go on. The new limits are in response to the Supreme Court decision striking down New York's law on carrying concealed handguns, potentially making it easier to do so. That's right. The Supreme Court rejected New York's requirement that gun owners provide a reason to carry a concealed handgun outside the home. Now, Governor Hochul is countering that with measures that would limit where people with those concealed weapons can go. The midday diners at Gines on Park Avenue know what they're getting from the menu. Soon, a sign outside could let them know if this is a restaurant with concealed carry handguns. Signs, the state signs is considering everywhere. legislation that would require businesses to let people know if those weapons are allowed. Oh, they put up a sign in the front that says no concealed weapons inside. Um, both the person who might be carrying um, sees that as well as their customers and they can make that decision whether they feel safer bronson who is a supporter of the second amendment calls the proposal no, you're not reasonable and diners like can we stop there all right this is where just tom on wednesday would say and now the news what? yes i said rob astorino Put Google away just, Tom. It's too late. You missed your opportunity to help me out. Um, has, has one of our uh, faithful followers let us know who that fourth candidate is yet? I'm sure somebody posted it by now. Uh, I, don't, I don't really care at this point. <laughs> but 
I know I know Tom's not gonna let it go over there in the corner. But anyway. Get your get your feet. I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to take like eighteen deep breaths here before I end up like Jose Pio and go off the rails. And let me just be clear, Jose Pio didn't do anything wrong, right? So I'm I'm kinda just, you know, tongue in cheek here. But Harry freaking Bronson. Who is Harry Bronson? Isn't he he's a he's a Monroe County legislator, I believe. Harry Bronson, he is openly gay. He owns a business in Rochester, and it's called like Equal Rights or, you know, Gay Sex is on the Menu or something is the name of the restaurant. I'm not sure. So Harry Bronson, who, for how many decades, Mr. Bronson, did you fight for your civil liberties? That you perceived, right? Harry Bronson, you perceived for decades that you had a constitutional right, a civil liberty. You had that right to marry another man, right? You didn't have that right in New York State. You fought for that right, and you gained it, right? It used to be illegal in, I think, pretty much every state in the United States. Sodomy. There were sodomy laws on, on, I believe on every books, on every penal code in, in, in the country, right? We all know what sodomy is, right? Do we need to bring in Laval and Jose to explain to us what sodomy is? Uh, I think we I think we know that one. I think we found that out yeah. a couple weeks ago. I, I prefer the term buggery, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called smashing. I, I learned a lot. I'm just an old guy. I, apparently, <laughs> I, learned a, I learned a lot. I didn't know what smashing. But anyway, I don't, you know, so... Harry Bronson fought for his civil liberties as he perceived them, and he gained them. My question for you, Mr. Bronson, would you accept a restaurant that was required to put up a sign that said there are gay people sitting at the table next to you? There might be gay people in here. There might be transgenders in here. There might be cisterns in here. There might be LGBTQXM, TUV plus QW times two squared minus three divided by four. That, that somebody might be sitting next to you that likes to have anal sex. Is that, is that, is that what you want? So my civil liberty that's codified in the Second Amendment, because I, I still haven't found in any of the amendments where it says anything about gay sex, um, or transgenderism or anything like that. But but nonetheless, I'll grant you that the Supreme Court has granted you those civil liberties and you're free to exercise them in private, in public, uh, in a restaurant, whatever. But, but my civil liberty under the First Amendment, my civil liberty under the Second Amendment somehow has to be restricted. It has to be somehow paraded about. It has to be, it has to be exposed. People have to know that I'm, that I'm potentially carrying. You want to expose me? You want to make me, you know, have, you want to make that restaurant wear the scarlet letter? Oh, this restaurant is allowing people to conceal carry to somehow turn people away who might be fearful of that. This is just absolutely bizarre and ridiculous. It's bizarre and ridiculous that somebody who fights for his own civil liberties wants to attack other civil liberties for no good reason, right? For no good reason. Could you imagine, Austin, we discussed this off air, could you imagine that, it, that after, the, after the tremendous war that was waged, literally, literally waged throughout the 50s and 60s here in the United States in urban America uh, for civil rights for, and I'll use the, the term of the day, was colored people, 
right? No coloreds allowed, right? Coloreds need not apply. Restaurants, you know, coloreds not allowed in this restaurant. Colored seating only. Separate water fountains for coloreds. Could you imagine that once those restaurants were told, hey, you know what? That might be your private establishment, and, and, and I know you think you can do whatever you want because you own that building and it's your restaurant, but if you're serving the public, we do have a basic fundamental constitutional principle in this country called due process that everybody and equal protection that everybody should be treated equally with dignity. And, and that's a good thing, right? We had it wrong in America. Those businesses had it wrong, but now they have it. Now, now we've set the record straight, so to speak. Did, did the majority or the government in power at the time that otherwise didn't want that to happen at the time, clearly, right? Because the government supported those restaurants um, in, in banning colors or creating separate seating for colors. Did the government, once the Supreme Court told them to stand down, did the government then come in and say, well, what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to put up, we're going to tell that the restaurants that they have to put up signs that said um, there might be coloreds in the restaurant or that coloreds are allowed to come in here. I mean, is this... Could you, could you make this shit up? No, I'm very uncreative. I couldn't make any of this up. <laughs> could you make up the fact that Harry Bronson, an openly gay Monroe County legislator who fought for his own civil liberties to marry other men, could you imagine that he would be attacking the civil liberties that have now been gained by the lawful gun owners in the state of New York? It just smacks of so much hypocrisy. I, I, you know what? I, I don't even give somebody like Harry Bronson the, the, the benefit of the doubt that that's all he is is a hypocrite. He's way beyond a hypocrite. He's an unconstitutional son of a bee is what he is. He doesn't like other people's rights. That, that, that always seems to be the common thread, right, with these people that are so far left and so far right sometimes too. But these... These crazy, angry, left-wing lunatics in America right now that are running the show, the Joe Morellis, the Harry Bronsons, the, the Kathy Hochul's, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, uh, the AOC's, the Ilan Omar's, they, nothing that they do has any consistency when it comes to the Constitution. Nothing that they do has any consistency when it comes to equal protection of the laws. The only thing that's ever consistent about their arguments is... It supports whatever agenda they've already created, right? And their agenda doesn't include you and I, so to speak. It doesn't include the Second Amendment. It doesn't include the freedom of Christian worship or Christian religious liberty. It doesn't include certain things. Their, their First Amendment would be written differently. Their Second Amendment would be written differently. And you know what? Ilan Omar and Joe Morelli and Harry Bronson... There's a way to rewrite those amendments, right? Get your constitution out, Ilan Omar. Get your constitution out. Read it. You can amend it. What do you need? You need two-thirds. You need, I don't need my notes for this. You need two-thirds of both houses, right? That's Congress and the Senate. So you need two-thirds. Do the math. You need two-thirds of the House and Senate, Um. And then you need three-fourths of the state legislatures. So you need 39 state legislatures. So once you're able to obtain 
uh, two-thirds of the Senate, and then you're able to obtain two-thirds of the House, then go get 39 of the 50 state legislatures, and you have your amendments. You can have whatever the hell you want. You want to get rid of the Second Amendment? Go for it. Try it. You want to get rid of the First Amendment? You want to get rid of you want to you want to rewrite the First Amendment so that instead of it saying plainly and specifically that everyone has the right to pray publicly and, and the Congress can't do anything about it, you want it to instead say but this and but that and except for these people and except for those people and you can't pray in public and you can't pray in places where there's taxpayer money involved and you can't do this and you can't go ahead go ahead rewrite it propose it tell me what you want it to say. Put it out there to the American people. See if they support it. See if they vote for you. You never run on those things. You never get on TV or you never go to a debate and say, when I become senator or congresswoman of Minnesota, I'm going to uh, eliminate a coach's right to pray on the 50-yard line. You've, you never said that, Ilan Omar. You never ran on that because you wouldn't have got elected, dumbass. Joe Morelli, Harry Bronson. You never ran on that. You never ran on, I'm going to uh, make it virtually illegal to carry a gun out in the city of Rochester. I mean, let's think about that. How many people got shot and murdered in the city of Rochester in 2021? I think the th second or third highest per capita in, the, in all of the United States, more than Chicago. But Harry Bronson doesn't want you to be able to protect yourself out in public. I mean, imagine that, a Democrat not protecting life. Imagine that. All right. I knew we'd get to Roe v. Wade eventually. All right, so we're going to close it out there. Austin. Yes. What do you got for me? Anything else? I think I think I think How we did I all do? the uh, all the points we were trying to get to today. You think I'll uh you think I'll take any heat from city council? Uh you know, probably, but you know, who knows. <laughs> good. <laughs> I haven't had a good letter in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't had a good cease and desist letter in a while from a government bureaucrat. But you know, by next week, I'll uh, look into the facts of that. Uh, yeah, case. let's do that. Let's I, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to get the record straight on that, so we can have a good, honest discussion about that. So, yeah. all right. Until then, uh, I will. I will see you all tomorrow. Hopefully, join us on Kimberly's Revolution Wednesday at four p.m. right here on the We the People Podcast Network. Again, uh, please go to Facebook, We the People Podcast Network. Become a member if you're not already a member. Like us, subscribe, all that nonsense. I sound like a a Gen Zer right now, uh, go to wherever you follow your podcasts and, uh, and subscribe. I will see you tomorrow on Kimberly's revolution. And I don't remember how I close out the show. What do I say? I say something like buy more ammo or, Oh, go America. That's it. Go America. Nailed it. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.